you know, just recognize that who you are right now is exactly who you are meant to be. And again, the you of yesterday, the you of five years ago, the you of 10 years ago, those versions of you were amazing, but they fought really, really hard to get to this version of you. So don't discount who you are right now in this moment, because you're exactly who you worked and who you fought and who you survived to be. We love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most confident women that you will ever meet to discover the secret to moving beyond insecurity. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, it's me Liv and I just pray that this episode finds you well in every way. I have to share with you that I am so incredibly grateful that you continue to come back and that you have begun to tell your friends and write reviews and really just participate in the community that I so desperately believe in here with me. This has been a step out on faith in every way. And I have to tell you that it is better than anything I ever could have imagined. And I want the same for you. Today, we are continuing our series on how to develop confidence in Christ. And y'all, my guest has some incredible wisdom and just some beautiful beautiful thoughts to help us continue to reflect on after our time here. Before we get into that conversation, I do just want to share Matthew 6, 34 with you. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know where you are, right now. I don't know what insecurities are plaguing you. I don't know what troubles are all around you. And I don't know what worries you have about what lies in the future. But I do know that God has given you everything you need for today. And we're going to talk about it. So as we prepare our hearts for this conversation, it is my hope that you will leave a review it is my prayer that this podcast just blesses you and that in turn, you will share your thoughts and what resonates with your heart on Apple Podcasts. Today, I'm incredibly grateful for my friend, Desiree. Desiree was a guest during season one. She was actually my first guest, I believe. And it's always incredibly special to have a former guest return and leave a review because it's so much more powerful. You know, it doesn't just share that, hey, I just stopped by to, you know, inspire your community, but I also am a part of the community. And I'm going to link that episode down below 
because once you're finished with this one, I know it is going to bless you as well. Desiree left a podcast review and she said, one message Liv is committed to in all of her speaking is that her confidence is in God. He is the source of her encouragement and conveys that through him, we can do all things. She steps out boldly in faith, inspiring us to do the same. With every podcast or post, the listener or reader walks away with a spark that can ignite a fire. Desiree, friend, thank you so incredibly much for your time and your kind words. Hi. I'm just so much better because you were in my life. And I tell you that as often as I can. (laughs) Today, I'd love to introduce you all to my guest. Mandy Hale is a blogger turned New York Times best-selling author and speaker. She's the creator of the social media movement, The Single Woman, and she cuts to the heart of single life with her inspirational, straight-talking, witty takes on life and love. Named a Twitter powerhouse by the Huffington Post, a woman of influence by the Nashville Business Journal, one of the 10 Instagram accounts to follow for major inspiration by Good Morning America, and a single in the city by Nashville Lifestyle Magazine. She has also been featured in USA Today and Forbes Magazine, on Glamour.com and in many other media outlets. Mandy Hale is the author of her new book, Turn Toward the Sun, releasing what if and embracing what is. And we are going to go in and get into this conversation. Mandy, how are you today? I am doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm really well. It's good to have you here today. You know, in your new book, you mentioned that embracing what is can be challenging and painful, scary and sad. But when you're feeling, you're growing. And when you're growing, you're living. I loved that point. And so I just wanted to ask you, you know, let's just go on and start it off, get into the deep stuff. What kinds of challenges have you learned to embrace over the years? Well, I think over this last couple of years in particular, I think that we've all sort of experienced challenges. I mean, obviously we've been living with a global pandemic, so that's a massive challenge. But then in addition to to that, I think everyone I know has been going through some sort of personal challenge, whether it be on the career front, family, relationship, friendship, whatever it may be. So I think the whole process um, of the last couple of years of just living through some of the hardest and most challenging times of my life, it really just taught me that, you know, you can't exist you can't camp out in the what ifs because if you allow all the big scary what ifs of life we have I mean we have a million of them right now look at our world it's broken it's it's you know it's seems like every other day there's some new horrible story in the news there's chaos there's division there's unrest there's you know all the things so I think if you can, if you allow it to, you can literally get frozen in the what ifs. What if this bad thing happens? What if that bad thing happens? What if, what if, what if? But the whole process for me of turning toward the sun was learning how to recognize that 99% of those big, scary, challenging what ifs never happen. And even if they do, if you live them in your head before they play out in real time, you've actually forced yourself to live through 
the big, scary, challenging thing twice instead of just once. So for me, that's what turning toward the sun represents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I really appreciated your transparency in the book. I mean, you spoke about a lot of different things that you struggled with during the pandemic. You know, Mm -hmm. I um, do hope that your parents are doing well. You shared this story about how your parents were both diagnosed with cancer days apart from one another, I believe, during that pandemic and how, you know, loneliness and, and anxiety just began to build up. So what would you say to those that are really navigating those challenging places right now where they are in the middle of the worst possible what ifs they've ever encountered and they're they're really struggling to turn toward the sun I would say first of all you have to let yourself feel all the things you have to let yourself go through the process of of the challenges and the heartbreak and the loss and the grieving you have to allow yourself to experience all of those things because You can't outrun it. No matter where you go, it's going to follow you. So I think before you can turn toward the sun, you actually first have to, you know, deal with the darkness. And that's a very real process. And it's something that all of us humans, you know, at one point or another in our life, we're going to face, you know, struggles and challenges and loss and disease and and death and, you know, divorce and all of these other things. So I think that that's the first part of the process of just allowing yourself to feel everything and to go through the the full experience. And that's what I had to do. I didn't just wake up one morning and say, oh, you know, life is great. There's a global pandemic and both my parents have cancer and I'm just going to be raw, raw happy. No, I very much grieved and mourned and, you know, went through the anxiety, the depression, the sadness, the fear, the, the feelings of loss of what life had been like before. I also, you know, highly recommend a great therapist. I mean, honestly, I think I can't imagine trying to navigate life in the year 2022 without someone to help me make sense of all the big, scary, challenging things. So I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I think every human being can benefit from it. And I think that if you don't have a therapist, I think it's something that you should really strongly consider because we all, you know, life is, it's hard and it's, it's very big and very overwhelming at times and having someone to kind of be that life preserver through those rocky, you know, waves and ups and downs of life is, is hugely beneficial. And I think finally just recognizing for me, it was really, really key for me to remember that you only have to, to live one moment at a time during those early days of going through everything with mom and dad, you know, we had to have test after test after test to, to get an official diagnosis and a treatment plan. And I couldn't camp out in the test that was coming a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month down the road. I had to take each moment as it comes. And really that's all that we're meant to do as human beings, you know, we're, we're only, we're given, you know, grace for the moment. And that's all that we're really supposed to, to know how to cope with is this present moment. I think as humans, it's a natural inclination to get stuck in the past, you know, sh- obsessing over the past or stressing about the future. But I think just remind yourself, you only have to live each moment at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Stay fully in this present moment. And you will always, always have grace and mercy for this present moment. Mm. tomorrow will take care of itself y'all tomorrow will take care Mm. of itself we have grace for today that is beautiful you know Mm. one of my favorite chapters in your book 
caught me completely off guard. I just wasn't even ready. And you kind of wrote a little bit toward the man that wasn't the one. And in this chapter, you mentioned that God whispered to you to pursue him like you pursued the man you thought was the one. And you just really brought us into this moment where you would begin to pray to kind of talk and process through some of the pain that you were experiencing as you moved on. But then this conversation with God would just begin to take on a new tone and you would find yourself in some of the most intimate moments with him. And I just adored this chapter. So can you just tell us a little bit about what you have learned and how God's fulfillment just truly um, blessed you in that season when, you know, you were getting over some grief and, you know, your own, you know, unmet expectations and disappointments. Our conversation will be back in just a moment, but for now, I'd like to invite you to take the Confidence Collaborations Quiz, the first step to walking freely in your calling and engaging in collaboration is to understand how your confidence connects to it. I want to know, are you the queen, the creative, or the conqueror? You can find all the details to this free two-minute quiz at livedooly.com slash quiz. Now, let's get back into our conversation. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was actually rereading one of my previous books the other night, and and this this person, this this former love of mine, he was definitively like so far at least at this point in my life the the biggest most significant relationship of my life. It was a ten year journey on and off. Are we will they won't they type situation? And I always in the back of my mind thought that he was going to be the person that I ended up with. And he was not. And our 10th year was our year of completion in that relationship. And I've actually been reflecting a lot on that relationship in the last few days because the fourth of July was a really significant date for for my ex and I. And so I just realized through the whole process of of loving him and struggling to let go of him and praying for him and seeking God's will about the relationship. I realized that, you know, some, some big significant loves are, you know, just about that. They're about the big significant love, but some are there to push us to an even bigger and more significant love. And that would be the love of God. And that's what this relationship was for me. It, you know, it challenged me. It drove me crazy. It left me on the ground a few times, you know, screaming at God at times, but it always in in every season, every up and down and, you know, every, every single moment of the relationship always managed to push me closer to God, because I was seeking God's will about the relationship. I was also praying, you know, to God for this person. And so I realized like in hindsight, it was like, wow. So that relationship wasn't really about that relationship at all. That wasn't the story that that relationship was telling. The story it was telling was a a much bigger story, which is the one between me and God. And so I'm so grateful. I think that sometimes relationships are just relationships, but then sometimes they are catalysts 
for bigger growth and, you know, learning and evolving and, you know, growing in our spiritual journey, our emotional journey, whatever it may be. But I can honestly say that I'm, I'm so, so grateful for that relationship because it didn't turn out that he was my forever person, but he made me a better person and he made me, you know, have a much stronger, more real and authentic relationship with God. And he honestly made me a better writer and a better woman. So I think that if we can, not all relationships come with silver linings, unfortunately, but I think sometimes if you, if you flip it over and you see the flip side of the relationship, there might be a bigger lesson there that, that the relationship was in your life to teach you than what you might have initially thought. Mm, so good. So good. Some relationships are catalysts for something mm-hmm. even greater. That is beautiful. You know, you shared a lot of different stories in your book in one that literally made me laugh out loud because I have had almost this exact moment was when you were at forever 21. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you kind of needed some help navigating this shirt that you'd gotten into. And I have, I literally felt it. I was just like, I wonder if she got to get them to cut it off because I have felt like that where you're just, you know, strong almost trailing yourself. (laughs) Yes. yes, And I love to know, can you encourage the woman that's listening, that's struggling to find the confidence to move on and move forward when the season has begun to change? Yeah, I think just to give a, just a really short backstory, um, the forever 21 scenario in the book, I, was turning 40 and I handled it. I coped with it by going to Forever 21 and going shopping. And I still love Forever 21 to this day. I don't think it is for me at this point, every once in a while, maybe, but I tried on a blouse and I promptly got stuck in the blouse and had to have it, you know, pulled and tugged. It was this very public, embarrassing in the middle of the dressing room thing. And it was such a bigger lesson for like, okay, I'm trying to stay forever 21 instead of just rolling with the season that I'm in, which is, you know, it's a different season, but it's a really great season. And I think it can be scary embracing getting older. I know for me, particularly, I have seen, you know, my face change, there's wrinkles, there's sagging, there's things happening, you know, with my body that, you know, I used to have them crazy metabolism and now I can sniff a cookie and I gain 10 pounds. So it's like, there's all these new changes that come with, with growing and getting older. And I think the thing that the forever 21 experience taught me was when you try too hard to hang on to days that have passed and to former versions of you, you find yourself stuck. And you're unable to move into all the really great things and the better stores and (laughs) the better, you know, seasons of life and the new, the wisdom and the, the confidence that comes with getting older. Because for me, I didn't know it at the time, but turning 40 was actually a huge, huge, you know, confidence booster for me. It's kind of like I hit 40 and it was like, I don't care anymore what people think about me. I'm just going to be who I am. And it's, it's enough, it's enough, you know, for the right people who are supposed to be in my life. 
And so I think just recognizing that, yes, those past versions of you were fantastic. The, the past versions that shopped at Forever 21 and, you know, could go hang out with your girlfriends all night and, and wake and not even go to sleep and get up the next morning and go to work. Those past versions of you were amazing. But every single one of those past versions of you created the current version of you. And she's pretty amazing, too. And I look at myself now and I'm like, you know what? Every scar, every wrinkle, every flaw that is part of who I am, I earned that. It means that I survived. It means that my life has told a story, that I've done things that mattered, that I have, you know, lived fully and experienced all of those many seasons of life. But those seasons are over and that's okay. And it's okay to let them go and to walk into this new season of life. And it's unsure and it's uncertain. And I don't always know, you know, what's coming up around the bend. But I think that that's, that's true for anything in life that matters. So I would just encourage anyone, you know, just recognize that who you are right now is exactly who you are meant to be. And again, the you of yesterday, the you of five years ago, the you of 10 years ago, those versions of you were amazing but they fought really, really hard to get to this version of you. So don't discount who you are right now in this moment, because you're exactly who you worked and who you fought and who you survived to be. That is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's one of my favorite, favorite points in the book. And I'm so glad that you brought it out here just for us to enjoy. Y'all, don't discount the woman that you have become and yes. the woman that you are becoming. Ah, yes. so beautiful. This is the best kept secret. And I have a fun couple of quick questions. If you yeah. wouldn't mind, I want you to let us in on a few secrets <laughs> that may or may not be secrets. <laughs> the first one is, you know, I ask everyone this because the answers always amaze me and they really help to hold me accountable and help teach me something new. But the first one is what kinds of things do you do to help you slow down in this fast paced society we live in? Oh, that's a good question. I would say, honestly, I, I think I've really, the past couple of years have really taught me how to slow down. It's taught me how to just stop chasing after the highs and the, the big exciting, thrilling moments of life and to learn how to just set and experience and revel in the really small moments of life. So for me, it's just about kind of relishing the simple joys of life when I need to just kind of slow down and, and step out of the chaos and the, you know, the constant go, go, go. It's like, okay, what, what can I do today? That would bring me joy. I think I'm just going to sit on my porch and read a book. I think I'm going to go get an ice cream cone. I think I'm going to go for a walk with my best friend. I think I'm going to go cook dinner for mom and dad. For me, slowing down is all about recognizing that, you know, you don't have to have some big, thrilling, exciting experience every weekend or every day. You can just sort of, if you open your eyes and you have eyes to see, there's all sorts of wonderful, you know, joy and meaning all around you that are, you know, right at your fingertips. Just really, really small, simple pleasures for me is sort of the way that I, that I slow down. Beautiful. What is one podcast that you're listening to lately? Oh gosh. I, I mean, I have to admit, I, 
I could sit here and say something really nice, but I listen to a lot of true crime. So Do I you? Okay. What's your favorite? But <laughs> I, I, I probably like, you know, I listen to like Dateline. I listen to one called Crime Weekly that I really like. I do also love Glennon Doyle's podcast. We can do hard things. I listen to the new girl. There's a new girl podcast where the actors from the show delve into the series. And I'll always love the show new girl. So I kind of listen to a variety, but I am very much into, I like to salt, try to solve the mystery. So <laughs> I like the, I like the true crime realm. Very cool. I had to be careful with those. I love them as well. I'm just such a visual processor that yeah. I, started, I started dreaming about everything I was listening to. Yeah, I mean, you do, like, sometimes I, I, I'm real, you know, I'll read what it's about, and then I'm like, okay, this is one I can handle, but I don't know, for me, it's almost like it's, it's a, instead of making me anxious, it's like a de-stressor, I don't know, maybe it, there's probably some really weird first psychology in there, <laughs> there it is. I love, I love that you read about it, I, I may do yeah. that, because I did enjoy them, I just didn't enjoy dreaming about them, yeah. so I'm gonna have to do that, and the last thing is, what is something that, you know, you're looking forward to something that is bringing a smile to your face these days? I've actually been sort of re-entering the world after a couple of years of just being super, super cautious and, you know, trying to be very protective of mom and dad and their health and not bringing any, any, any germs or sickness or anything in on them because I do help them extensively. So because of the fact that I was around you know, mom and dad so much, I was very, very, you know, isolated from other people. And since things have started to get, you know, a little bit, quote unquote, back to normal, I've started sort of like the butterfly emerging from the cocoon. I've started getting back out there and and reconnecting with friends and being social again. And, and it's been really great. It's been just really, really wonderful to see people I haven't seen over the weekend. I got to see a friend from high school who I hadn't seen in about three years. And, so it's just been really great to strengthen those bonds and to, you know, just to reconnect with old friends. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell everyone where they can get your new book. Yes, you can go to mandyhale.com. You can also go to turntowardthesunbook.com. So either one of those will take you to, you know, the various retailers. And then of course it's available anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes Noble, Books A Million, Christian bookstores, et cetera, et cetera. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we just wish you all the success. Would you be willing to pray us out and just pray for those that, you know, may be struggling to find the joy in this season? Absolutely. God, we thank you so much for this time together, this wonderful time of just fellowship and learning and growing. And Lord, I just ask that you cover and and go to anyone right now who's listening to this podcast. I pray that you would just give them a refreshed spirit, an overwhelming sense of peace and joy and happiness and whimsy and wonder, Lord. We pray for the spirits of women in particular that are feeling broken, that are feeling downtrodden. Pray that you would just, you would say to them, young woman, get up and you would take their hand and you would help them to walk into the fullness of who you created them to be, Lord, with their head held high, with confidence in the beautiful creation that you made them, Lord. And we thank you for all the many blessings and we ask you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. (sighs) 
That just blessed my soul. And I pray that you can say the same after this conversation. If that's the case, would you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and leave a rating and review? It would truly support this podcast and let the guests know that you value their time. I know I do. Now, in between our time here on the podcast, I do want to let you know that I am at Candid Live on Instagram and at Live Duly on YouTube. It would be an honor to do life with you. I look forward to the next time. Love you.